Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. What are we thankful for? This is always a question that came up in my family during Thanksgiving. We would always have a huge celebration. Whenever we would be gathered around for Thanksgiving, we would go to my mum's house. Um, we called her mum because she was my grandmother from my aunt, who was related by marriage only. It's a weird family structure, extended family. And actually, surprisingly, all of the kids had red hair the same color as mine. We had no idea where that came from. We were not related by blood in any sort of way. But we would all gather together, and it was such a wonderful time. The smells coming from the kitchen as you walked into our house were so overpowering. You had the smell of at least four different pies baking all at once, either a pumpkin, cherry, pecan, or apple. And then you had the wonderful smell of, the tur- of two turkeys being roasted in an oven. We had two because one was good. The other one, well, let's just say it was a bit underdone. You could still hear it uh, gobbling a little bit. You, st- you, you tend to stay away from that one in the Cush uh, family dinner. And we would always gather around the table, surrounded by family and friends, the Lions football game going on, praying that they would actually win just one game out of the year, and being let down, of course, in the fourth quarter. But we would all sit around that table, and I just remember the smiles of all my family members, related or not. And we would all go around, and we would all say one thing that we were thankful for. That stuck with me. Stuck with me that, that in that moment we gave thanksgiving. Now I want to understand why I bring that up here. Yes, it's a fun family story, but we're talking a lot about Thanksgiving. So you might be confused as to why my sermon says, Why Thanksgiving? Well, it has to do with Paul here today in Philippians. Now, the reason why Paul was writing the Philippians was twofold. One of the reasons was that they were having some unity problems within the church of Philippi. They were squabbling among themselves, quarreling with themselves, getting to vicious arguments, trying to figure out what was the correct way to preach the gospel, the right way to do things. And they were becoming fractured within themselves. They weren't gathered as a family together at one table. And so Paul had to write to them and say, please be reconciled to one another Be one with one another. You are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Be thankful for each other. Another reason he was writing for them, and we kind of heard it here at the end of the letter, was because Paul has received a wonderful gift. He gave a gift, and we're not quite sure what that gift was. It might have been some clothing, food, money. Whatever it was, it was such a wonderful and large gift that he had to tell the Philippians, thank you for it. And doesn't that sound like a wonderful, good message to have on Thanksgiving Eve? A wonderful, God, a wonderful epistle lesson about how much one of the great fathers of the church, Paul, is thanking a congregation. But actually, when I was reading this, it amazed me that Paul could even be thankful. I actually was wondered, why was he giving Thanksgiving? Now, I'm not saying that Paul was not grateful for the gift. Far from it. He spends the last part of his letter just abounding in thanks for this. So why am I saying to all of you here tonight that 
that I'm not understanding why Thanksgiving. Well, it's simply from where Paul is writing this letter from. The letter to the Philippians was wrote sometime around 60 A.D. This was coming, of course, toward a very tragic event in the history of the church. It was during the first persecution under Nero. And it was written when Paul was imprisoned in Rome. He was imprisoned, and some think that it was either in a small little hovel in the ground in a cell, surrounded by guards and other prisoners. Some say he was under house arrest, with a guard stationed right there next to him, ready to cut him down if he even moved a muscle to escape. But whatever the case, whatever the type of imprisonment that he was, Paul was still a prisoner in Rome, a prisoner in chains. And yet, he writes with such a thankful heart, abounding in it. He says things like, I am thankful for the gift you have sent me. And he also says to them that he has found contentment. He knows how to find contentment in every need, in hunger or abundance, in little or much. I could only read this letter and I'm thinking, wow, that's almost impossible. I would never be thankful for anything. It's hard to be thankful even in today's world when we have everything that we could ever want. It's actually sometimes hard to think of something we're actually thankful for when we're surrounded by such an abundance of good things. It's even harder sometimes for us to find anything to be thankful for when there seems to be so many bad things happening around the world or in our own lives. It becomes hard to figure out what to be thankful for. I can remember actually one time when I was actually during Thanksgiving. It was my freshman year in high school, and I will always remember that Thanksgiving. Oh, boy. I was part of the marching band of my high school, and we always went to the Detroit Thanksgiving Day Parade. It would walk down the middle of Woodward, and if you don't know Detroit or any city a part of that, it's basically a long corridor with buildings on either side so wind can funnel in perfectly and just blast you with every bit of cold air ever imaginable. And playing a metal instrument in the cold is difficult, let alone Michigan cold. It was the coldest Thanksgiving on record for 50 years. It was blizzard conditions. They calculated the wind chill being at negative 13 below zero. And here we are, little ninth grade Matthew, with 150 other high schoolers wearing just a wool jacket, cloth gloves, very, very thin, nice marching shoes, which basically just were dress shoes with a little lip on the heel so you could march properly. And we had to march down a street in Detroit, the wind blasting us in our face, and it was Thanksgiving. It got so cold, my trumpet, literally I couldn't move the valves to play anything. The spit and the condensation froze. We had people whose instruments stuck to their lips. 
It was so bad that even the drums, we were so scared that if we hit a drum, it was going to go crashing and break down the whole thing. Any other drummers around there? Everyone else left. All the other bands that were part of this, oh, they just walked off the stage, walked off the parade route. No, our, our director was something else, and he decided to go through the entire thing. The reason I'm telling you all of this is because I went to my mum's house that Thanksgiving, surrounded by all of my family, surrounded by all those wonderful smells, and I couldn't feel my feet. I literally felt like I was walking on sponges for four days after. You want to talk about finding anything to be thankful for? I was too busy focusing on how I couldn't feel my feet. And then I realized, while reading this, if I couldn't find thankfulness in that moment, could I actually find thankfulness where Paul is right now in this letter? I looked at that and I saw that no, I couldn't. It would be hard to find anything being thankful, but yet Paul, here in the letter to the Philippians, is overflowing with thanks. What is going on here? What is happening? If you read it just from the point from going from where we read to the end, it looks like a wonderful Thanksgiving letter. But that wasn't the point of why Paul was writing this letter. Yes, it was to write thanks, but it was also to explain why he was thankful. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Paul is content. He's unworried. He's at peace. I can only imagine why could he have this be? When all the world seems crumbling around him, how can he even have time to be at peace? How can he have time to be thankful for anything? Why is he giving thanksgiving? It's actually in the beginning of what he says in our reading. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Here, this is the key. Paul here is talking about why he has this contentment, how he is so content and at peace that he can give thanksgiving even the harshest of circumstances. And it goes back to what he was saying to the Philippians at the beginning of his letter. It is only through Christ. And it is only through prayer that Paul can actually go and feel this peace. If you really think about it, this is one of the most wonderful gifts that really we take almost as a secondary glance as a Christian. We can be thankful for the many things that God has blessed us with, our health, our families, the good food we're all about to eat or maybe even cooking in our homes at this very minute. Thankful that everyone has arrived safely, but how many times in our Christian life have we been thankful that we can pray? This prayer that Paul is speaking about, praying with thanksgiving to God, it's a gift for him. He's thankful for this gift of prayer. And if you think about it, this is one of the most precious gifts that God has given his people for their benefit to be at ease. 
we are able to go to God in prayer. And this is the same God who created the universe, who created all things, who has blessed the entire world, and yet he beseeches us individually and as a church to go to him in prayer. He wants to hear our prayers. He wants to hear our cries for help. And he promises that he will receive these prayers and he hears them. And that he works all things for our good. He works all things for us. He gives us promises. Promises that he will be with us in times of trial. Promises that he will be with us when we're surrounded by our families or separated from loved ones. But he will never separate himself from us. He promises that he loves us. That he loved us so much that he sent his only son into this world to die for us. He wants us to be saved and wants us to not fear even death itself because Christ rose from the dead and gives that to us. Paul here is telling the Philippians that he is content because he knows the promises of God. And he knows that in these promises he can go to God in prayer, beseeching Him in all things. He doesn't have to be anxious or worried. He could be. But he knows that God is there. And he knows that He is listening. And he knows that God will give him peace. And this is where the overflowing of thankfulness comes from Paul. He knows exactly why he is at peace. And he wants the the Philippians, even though he wrote this wonderful thank you note for them, he wants them to leave them with one final lesson. One final entreaty before he has to go and face his maker. He wants one final word to give to his brothers and sisters. Maybe they were all reading this when they were sitting around a table, either at the Lord's Supper or gathered around for a meal for their family in Philippi. But the last words of teaching that Paul would give to his fellow brothers and sisters in Christ or how to respond with the thankfulness. How to respond with the great gifts. And how to respond to the promises of God. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. With thankful hearts, emboldened by the promises of Christ, the sure promise that God hears and provides for us in any situation that we are in, whether we have everything that we could ever want, or we are in the depths of our deepest despair, we know That God is there and He wants to hear us. He wants to hear our prayers. He wants us to go and seek these things that are good for His people because He will always be with us. 
whether that be surrounded by our families, whether that be a cold child with feet frozen to his shoes, we can make be content in everything because the God of peace is with us. We may be thankful for all things, no matter the circumstances, but we have the promises of Christ each and every day. And so, on this especially day of Thanksgiving, we give thanks for all things that Christ has given to us. Amen.